we're in a series called Defining Moments. Defining Moments. And the goal of this series, my prayer has been, God, would you give every person in our church at least one defining moment? A moment that would change the course of their life. And I am sharing with you four of my biggest defining moments of my life. And these moments changed the course of my life. I was heading in one direction and began to head in another direction. And my hope is I share my defining moments with you, that you would have a defining moment in your life, in your marriage, your dating relationship, your parenting, your finances, your career, your education, your health, most importantly in your relationship with God, that God would give you a defining moment throughout this series that would change the course of your life. Today, I want to talk to you from this thought, frozen by fear, frozen by fear. I want everybody to say in just a moment these four words, do not be afraid. Do not be afraid. Come on, everybody say that with me. Do not be afraid. Come on, one big choir at all of our campuses, everybody in unison, everybody say, do not be afraid. That is a critical statement throughout the Bible because so oftentimes when God wants to give us a defining moment, we get frozen by fear. People miss out on defining moments because of fear. So, 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 so they never step out in faith because of fear. They, they never have the tough conversation be, because of fear. They, they, they don't make the tough decision because of fear. They don't forgive because of fear. They, they don't leave the, the life of sin because of fear. They don't start the business because of fear. They don't ask her out or, or propose or get married because of fear. And so many miss out on a defining moment. And all throughout the Bible, when, when God was getting ready to, to give someone or give a group of people a defining moment, you oftentimes you see these four words, do not be afraid. Do not be afraid because Fear. They were frozen by fear, and they had to overcome their fear to experience the defining moment. Do not be afraid. Let me just give you some examples before I dive into the text I want to teach from today. In Genesis 15, in verse number 1, it says, After this, the word of the Lord came to Abram in a vision. Do not be afraid, Abram. I am your shield, your very great reward. And God had promised Abraham a promised child. He had promised him a promised land. And Abraham, he, was not, he had not seen the child. He had not seen the land. He, he had just left his, his father's household. He had left Haran where he was living in Genesis 12. And he's not seeing the promises of God fulfilled. And he's got a little fear in his heart, probably thinking, maybe I'll go back home to Papa. I'll go back home to relatives. I'll go back to the homeland I've left. And God says, listen, Abraham, right now you're frozen by fear. Do not be afraid. Abram almost missed out on a defining moment of having a promised child named Isaac and being called the father of many nations. I think about Exodus, the children of Israel in chapter 14, verse 13. It says, Moses answered the people, don't be afraid. Stand firm and you will see the deliverance the Lord will bring you today. The Egyptians you see 
today you will never see again. Do not be afraid. And fear almost kept the children of Israel from entering the promised land. Fear almost kept the children of Israel from stepping out in faith and seeing God part the Red Sea, walking through the Red Sea on dry ground, and then seeing God allowing the water to fall on their enemies so that they could walk in freedom instead of back into bondage. And Israel was faced with fear. Should we just go back into slavery? And and Moses spoke these words, do not be afraid because fear will keep you from a defining moment. Joshua chapter 1 and verse number 9, have I not commanded you? Joshua, be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged, for the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. And fear almost kept Joshua from leading the children of Israel into the promised land. Fear. Moses has just died. He was an incredible leader. And Joshua is comparing himself to Moses. He feels inadequate. He feels like there's no way I can take God's people into the promised land. He's paralyzed by fear. And God says, listen, Joshua, do not be afraid. Matthew chapter 1 and verse number 20. But after he had considered this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary home as your wife, because what is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. And fear almost kept Joseph from marrying Mary and becoming the earthly father of Jesus. Fear will cause you to miss a defining moment. Fear has caused me to almost miss two key defining moments of my life. One of the biggest moments of my life, and for many of you as well, is the day I got married. Tiffany and I began to date. I was a senior in college. She was a freshman in college, and she chased me down until I finally gave in, and we got married. And that's my version of the story. I'm not far off. You ought to talk to her. Amen. <laughs> but we began to, to date and, and go out and begin to start falling in love. And I even, because of fear, and you see, I grew up in some dysfunction and chaos. And in my high school years, my parents got divorced. And I just had a lot of fear in my heart about relationships, about marriage. I even called Tiffany one day and and told her I broke off our relationship and said, you know what? I actually told her I thought she was being used of the enemy to distract me from Jesus. Amen. And I know, hey, fear, you know what I'm saying, fear. But I really was fearful. And, uh, but I called her back the next night and said, hey, girl, hey, hey, hey. Hey, forgive me. Praise the Lord. <laughs> Thank God she did. Um, but I was fearful of getting married. And even up to the wedding day, I was so fearful. I thought, I won't be a good husband. I won't be a good dad. I thought there's no way we can stay married. I just thought, you know, from what I've come from, what I've seen, what I've experienced, there's no way I can stay married. And I just was fearful all the way up to wedding day. The wedding day, I thought about not getting married. The wedding's happening. She's getting dressed. And my mom came down from Rochester, New York, to Grand Island, Nebraska, where we got married. And how many of you know you cannot go out there and tell your mama after she's come from Rochester, New York, that you're not going to get married. Do you know what I'm saying? And so, but fear almost kept me from the second most important decision of my life, marrying my wife 18 years ago, fear. I remember in, in college, I, 
I graduated in 1997, and I was getting ready to, to, to make a critical decision. Tiffany and I were going to get married in December of 1997, and I, I was trying to figure out how I was going to, to, to do what God's called me to do, be in ministry and provide for my, my, my wife-to-be. And, and I felt like the Lord was calling me to be a full-time evangelist to be in the traveling ministry and, and to travel around and preach the gospel. And, and I experienced this through college. So in college, I would travel around uh, freshman, sophomore year, and especially my junior and senior year, I traveled. And really my sophomore year, through all, all through the summer, I traveled and preached all across the nation and youth camps and conventions and, and revivals and services. And, and, and yet I'm graduating and I'm not full-time. I don't have a, an entirely full schedule or anything. I've just done this part-time on the side or on the weekends. And I'm thinking, how am I going to take care of Tiffany and travel full time? And yet I feel like God's calling me to do this. And you have to understand something. Some of you don't understand the traveling ministry. So when you travel and preach around the nation, you don't know what you're going to get financially. You, you show up and sometimes it's a handshake. God bless you. Sometimes it's some chicken. Amen. Sometimes they give you some. Come on. There's been times they say checks in the mail. Amen. You may get it a month late. I mean, you, you are literally stepping out in faith and trusting God. And so I didn't know how this was going to pan out. And I got fearful. And I started to think about, I'm going to become a youth pastor. And I started looking at a church in Iowa. And I was going to think about becoming the youth pastor of this church in Iowa. I look back at that church now. Thank God I didn't become the youth pastor. Praise the Lord. Amen. But, but I, was, I almost missed God because I was fearful of stepping out in faith. And it was literally a defining moment in my life because I stepped out in faith and we, tra we traveled. I traveled full time and preaching the gospel. God began to bless our ministry in tremendous ways. And so we were able to save up the money to move to Oklahoma City and buy all of the equipment as we began to meet in the AMC theater to start that new church. We, we had no idea that defining moment would be the moment and the catalyst for us to start People's Church in the AMC theater at the Quell Springs Mall. That first year of our church, I didn't take any salary from the church. It was able to under underwrite, underwrite the church and even pay a staff member and myself by just traveling and preaching, preaching on Sunday mornings at People's Church and hopping on a plane and preaching out or, or, or preaching a revival service or a youth, a youth convention on a Friday night. And so I was able to underwrite myself and get the church strong. And the second year, I was very part-time at People's Church and continued to travel for full-time and preach the gospel. I look and I see God use that one defining moment of fear. I was fearful and I stepped out in faith. And yet it, it was a defining moment that changed the entire trajectory of our life and of our ministry and people's church was birthed because of it, of just a defining moment, a defining moment. And, and in the Bible, there, there's a man who had faced fear. His name is Peter. And he faced tremendous fear, and yet the Bible says he overcame his fear, and he got out the boat, and he walked on the water. It was a defining moment. Can you imagine Peter sitting around the campfire as an old man? He's there with his kids and grandkids and great-grandkids and uncles and aunts are there and family members, friends are there. And they're, they're roasting hot dogs and, and marshmallows and telling stories. And, and some of the people begin to tell stories. And uncle says, I remember one time playing basketball. And lady says, oh, I remember one time I was on the soccer team. And somebody else says, I remember, I remember way back in the day when I took my first job and I got a promotion. And they begin to talk about all their accolades and all that they've accomplished and all the the kids are listening to all the adults, and it finally gets to Peter. And Peter says, yeah, I remember one day. I got out the boat with Jesus, and I walked on the water. 
How many know Peter's story topped everybody else's story? You know what I'm saying? I walked on the water. Grandkids said, Grandpa, Grandpa, did you really walk in the water? Yes. I walked on the water with Jesus. No, you didn't, Grandpa. You didn't walk on the water with Jesus. I, did, I walked on the water with Jesus. Grandpa, it was just an inch of water. No, we were on a lake. It was deep water. I walked on water with Jesus. No, uh-uh, Grandpa, Grandpa, do you have a picture of it? Uh-huh, yep, yep. Go check my Instagram account. It's on there. I walked on the water with Jesus. It was a defining moment. It built Peter's faith and trust in his heavenly father. It builds our trust today in God's power. We're we're still talking about that defining moment today. Let's look at that story together in Matthew chapter 14, beginning in verse number 22. It says, immediately, Jesus made the disciples get into the boat and go on, on ahead of him to the other side. While he dismissed the crowd, after he had dismissed them, he went up on a mountainside by himself to pray. Later that night, he was there alone, and the boat was already a considerable distance from land, Buffeted by the waves because the wind was against it, shortly before dawn, Jesus went out to them walking on the lake. When the disciples saw him walking on the lake, they were terrified. It's a ghost, they said, and cried out in fear. Fear. But Jesus immediately said to them, take courage, it is I. We see those words again. Don't be afraid. It'll keep you from a defining moment. Don't be afraid. Lord, if it's you, Peter replied, tell me to come to you on the water. Come, he said. Then Peter got down out of the boat, walked on the water, and came toward Jesus. What a miracle. What a defining moment. He stepped out of the boat and walked on the water. Hear me today. Many of you are one step away from a miracle. Many of you are one step away from a defining moment in your life. You're frozen by fear, but you need to understand you're just one step away from seeing God show up and do something powerful in your life. And the only obstacle standing between you and that defining moment is fear. And Jesus called out to the disciples, and he said to Peter and the disciples, it is I. I believe he's saying that to you today. You're hearing my voice. It is I. Do not be afraid. Listen to me today. In 2016, make up your mind, I'm getting out the boat and walking in the water. Make up your mind in 2016, I'm getting out the boat and walking on the water with Jesus. I'm overcoming my fear and I'm walking on the water. Here's what I want to do today. I want to give you three fears that keep us in the boat. There's a defining moment in front of you. There's a miracle right in front of you. But if you stay in the boat, you'll miss out. Three fears that keep us in the boat. Number one is this, the fear of people. The fear of people. Get get, get the picture here. The, The disciples are in the boat, going to the other side of the lake. Jesus is off praying. It's nighttime, the scripture says. As they get into the middle of the lake, the the wind is blowing. The scripture says it's buffeting against the boat. The boat is, is moving. It's not all that stable. It's rocking and nighttime. And all of a sudden, they, they, they look up and they see someone walking on the water. 
And I want to tell you, even in the daytime, if we see somebody walking on the water, hello, I mean, you know what I'm talking about. I'm a little nervous. And they look up and it's nighttime, the wind is blowing and the boat is, is rocking and they look up and they see Jesus walking on the water and the Bible says they grip with fear and they think it's a ghost. Been watching Scooby Dooby Doo and they think there's a ghost out there on the water and, and Jesus says, it is I, don't be afraid, come. Can you imagine this? Boats moving, rocking, Jesus says, come. I mean, any of the disciples could start coming and... Peter's the one, boats rocking, nighttime. Can you hear the disciples screaming? Pete! Pete, you're going to die! Don't get in that water! Pete, you're crazy! Pete, 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 stop! That's a ghost out there! Listen, I hope you got a wheel, a written wheel. Because it's not going to work out, Pete. Listen, I'm telling you, Pete, listen. Pete, listen, don't, don't put your other foot in the water. Pete, don't do it. Pete, Pete, I'm telling you. If you, if, if you, you drown, Pete, I'm not coming in that water after you. It's cold. And yet Peter, the only one, the disciples scared, screaming. He gets out the boat. And friends, I'm telling you, if you're going to get out the boat, you have to overcome the fear of people. Because fear keeps so many people from missing out on a defining moment in their life, the fear of people. You start saying, well, what will they say if I get out the boat? What, what will they think about me if I get out the boat? You know, people start saying, you're changing what? You're changing what? what? You're, you're going to do what? I mean, this, this, you're taking this Jesus stuff way too serious. You're doing What? And, and then, then they start rejecting you. You're crazy. And you know, all of us in, to some capacity want to be accepted by others. There's a, there's a group of people. There's, there's, there, there, there's, there's a clique. There's a group. There's people at work. There's maybe family members that we want to be accepted by. And the very people we want to be accepted by, there are times they reject us and they start, you're, you're crazy. And then they, they start saying things like, that won't work out, and they start doubting you, and these are the people you want to be accepted by, and they, and they doubt you, and, and, and you feel like, you know what, I, I, I want you to like me. I want to be accepted. I want to fit in, and they're saying, you're crazy. That'll never work out. You can't do that, and it keeps so many people in the boat, and the book of Proverbs chapter 29 and verse number 25 says this, fearing people is a dangerous trap. But trusting the Lord means safety. Fearing people is a dangerous trap. A trap, a trap, a trap, a trap, a trap. You use a trap to catch an animal. You, you bait, you, you bait them. You, you, you don't want them to know it's a trap. You want to cover it up. You want to camouflage it. So, so when the animal steps into the trap, it catches the animal and they can't go anywhere. And the fear of people, it's, a, it's camouflaged. It's, it's a trap and, and you, you, you need to step out. But, but you know what? You say, I'm going to stay in the boat. And you don't understand that it's more risky to stay in the boat than to get out on the water and walk with Jesus. Fearing people is a, is a trap. It'll keep you from your destiny. It'll keep you from all that God has for you. It'll keep you from, from a defining moment. Fearing people. Is a trap. But the scripture says, but trusting the Lord means safety. And I had to overcome the fear of people. 
starting a church at 26, first of all, a traveling ministry at the age of 21, and then going to start a church at 26, people say, you, you, you know, that won't work. You've never been on staff before. Your daddy and mama aren't pastors. You've never been a, you've never even been a youth pastor before. You've never even been an intern at a church before. And yet it was overcoming the fear of people and stepping out in faith and experiencing a defining moment. Number two is this. There's a second fear that keeps people in the boat. Number two is the fear of failure. The fear of failure. There's no doubt this thought crossed Peter's mind. What if it doesn't work out? What if I fail? I step out there and fail. Friends, there's one thing that makes every dream impossible to achieve. One thing makes it impossible for every dream to achieve, to be able to achieve any dream, and that is the fear of failure. The fear of failure will keep you in the boat. I'll fail. I'll fail. If I step out, I'll fail. And, and I fought this. It was one of the biggest battles in my mind, the fear of failure and feeling like I'm going to fail as a husband. If I marry Tiffany, I'm going, to fail. I'm going to fail as a father. Look, I look at my family. I look at what I've come from. I think I'm going to fail. And I felt like if I do this, I can't tell you how I gripped my life. It literally was a grip. It was a stronghold on my life. I'm going to fail at this. And the fear of failure will keep you in the boat. But come on, can I tell somebody? 18 years later, I've been married. Praise the Lord. Thank you. Can I, I'm, t- I'm so glad I didn't allow the fear of failure to, to keep me frozen and, not, and, and keep me from stepping out in faith and following God. And somebody says, well, pastor, what if I step out and sink? Oh, sometimes you will. You'll step out of the boat and you'll walk on the water and you'll begin to sink. You'll mess up. You'll make a mistake. The Bible says in this world, there will be trouble. And it's okay if you begin to sink. Just keep your eyes on Jesus. Get your eyes back on Jesus call out on the name of Jesus and the Bible says that Peter got out the boat he began to walk on the water and then there began to be trouble and he began to sink because sometimes you follow God you listen to the voice of the Lord you hear him say come and you step out and you start walking on the water but then you make a mistake then you get all focused then you then you start to sink and that's okay as long as you focus back on Jesus and call out to Jesus Jesus will be there to help you and the Bible says he reached down when Peter called out and picked him up and they walked back to the boat together on the water and I'm simply telling you this don't be afraid of sinking or failing and let that stop you from getting out the boat you trust Jesus he'll be there to lift you up if you'll call on his name he will help you he will not let you drown if he's your affection if he's your devotion if he's number one Get out the boat. The fear of failure keeps so many people in the boat. Number three is this, that there's a third, a third fear that keeps people in the boat. Number three is this, fear of the supernatural. Fear of the supernatural. Friends, if you're going to step out and walk on the water, you have to wrestle with this question. Here's the question right here. Do I believe that God will come through? If I step out in faith, do I believe that God's power will show up and help me? Here's the question. Do I believe I can trust God more than I trust myself? Because if I get out of that boat, 
I need God. And do I really trust God? And friends, Peter really trusted God. And he got out the boat and walked on the water. Will, will God really come through if I get out the boat? Listen, if you love God, you trust God, you following God, you want to please God, you get out the boat, He will come through. He will help you. He will sustain you. He is a supernatural God. Listen, you quit trying to limit God by your own limitations and your own small thinking. God is not you. He's an all-powerful God. He is not limited by your situation, by your circumstances. Listen to me. He is a miracle-working God, a supernatural God, a God that provides. But the only way you experience the supernatural the only way you experience the miraculous power of God is by getting out the boat. Step out the boat. At some point, you got to go past watching and start stepping. You got to go past just communicating and get committed. Because when you get committed, <laughs> you get your feet in the water. Supernatural power of God. The only way you experience a defining moment is by stepping out the boat. Let me explain to you supernatural, supernatural, super. The word super and the word natural. Supernatural, the word super and the word natural. Let me tell you how supernatural works with our Heavenly Father. You see, what happens is we move in the natural. We step out and God supplies His super to our natural. Now, what we want to do is to say, now, Lord, Turn the lake into ice. Ooh, I'm walking on the water now. Uh-uh. No, 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 no. God says you step out in faith, and I'll supply my super with your natural. You put your foot in the Red Sea, and I'll supply my super with your natural. You marry this virgin named Mary, and I'm going to give a baby named Jesus. And listen, you put your natural, and I'll put my super on your natural. Joshua, you go just, you, no, 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 no. You go step out in faith with the natural, and I'll put my super on your natural and make the walls of Jericho fall down. But listen to me, it always happens by you stepping out listen some of you right now you're kind of the, it's rocky and you're nervous and you're like I, I, I don't know and I'm telling you you will miss a defining moment if you don't step out in faith for some of you what that means is stepping out and applying for the job step out and let God put his super on your natural. For some of you, it's going back to school and getting your education, getting your master's or doctor's degree and letting God put his super on your natural. For some of you, it's getting marriage counseling for your marriage and getting your marriage healthy. For some of you, it's getting to the marriage conference and letting God put his super on your natural. For some of you, it's coming out of hiding. You've been living a life of sin, a secret life, and it's coming out of hiding and confessing your sin and letting God put his super on your natural. For some of you, it's getting to a rehabilitation program and say, God, I'm stepping out. I don't want to be controlled by this bondage anymore, by these substances anymore. And it's stepping out and letting God put his super on your natural. For some of you, it's going home today and flushing the drugs down the toilet. You're addicted to alcohol. It's pouring the alcohol down the toilet and letting God put his super on your natural. For some of you, it's asking her out on a date. 
and letting God put his super on your natural. For some of you, it's getting to church every single week and making church a priority in your life. You say, Pastor, I'm looking three months down the road. I don't know how I will be in church every week for the next three months. I've never done that in my life. Let me tell you how. how. You just start next Sunday and get up and come to church again and let God put his super on your natural. For some of you, it started to serve in a ministry. God wants to use your life. And you're saying, Pastor, God can't use me. Look at my deficiencies. Look at my limitations. And God says, listen, I just want you to step out and let me put my super on your natural. Even this evening, the community group leaders launch. And I'm so excited for many of you to lead a group. But some of you have fear. You're frozen by fear. Pastor, God can't use me. I can't lead a group of people. There's no way. I'm not Moses. I'm not Joshua. And I know I'm not Jesus. And you don't have to be. You come tonight, we'll resource you tonight at 5. We'll encourage you. I have a special message I want to share with you. And we're, we're, listen, we're going to help you. But listen, what God does is you step out in faith and he puts his super on your natural. For some of you, it's in the area of finances. And, and 2015 was horrible. In 2014, 2013, and you have to make up your mind, God in 2016 is different. I'm getting out the boat. I'm going to get on a budget. I'm going to get disciplined. I'm going to start tithing and putting you first. You say, Pastor, there's no way I'm giving 10% of my income back to the local church. I'm not doing that. And I'm just saying, step out in faith with your natural. Let God add his super to your natural. For some of you, stop living together. I'm talking to folks that are not married. Amen. So, Pastor, you know, we've been together a long time. It's common law marriage. No, 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 no. It's stepping out in faith. We're going to honor God in this relationship and let him put his super on our natural. Come on, for some of you, just put a ring on it. And let God put his super on your natural. For some of you, it's leaving an unhealthy relationship that's toxic, that's dragging you down, and is stepping out in faith. But what are they going to say? I'll be hurt. We love each other. I'll be lonely. But, but it's toxic on you. Would you step out in faith and let God put his super on your natural? Friends, hear me, hear me, hear me, hear me. In 2016, would you make up your mind? Would you make up your mind? that I'm not going to watch other people have a defining moment. I'm not going to be like the disciples and just watch Peter have a defining moment. But would you make up in your mind that it may take tears, crying, faith, trusting God like you never have before, but God, I'm not staying in this boat again in 2016. And you got one foot out and you're, you got to, you know, you got, oh, Lord have mercy. It's scary. But lift your foot up and get, and get out the boat and walk on the water with God and experience a defining moment that will change the course of your life. God is faithful. Would you follow his voice and follow his word?